ticks with the potential to carry harmful diseases are on the rise in southern Indiana. A new study out of Indiana University has shown that deer ticks are currently undergoing a population boom. The study, conducted by an IU research program called Project Vector Shield, monitors disease-carrying organisms in the state and creates plans to prevent the further spread of disease-carrying species. The project periodically collects ticks and mosquitoes from throughout the state to analyze them for infectious diseases. Dr. Keith Clay is a professor of biology at the university and one of the leaders on the project. He says that ticks are carriers for over 99% of all insect-borne infectious diseases. Project Vector Shield aims specifically at looking at long-term changes in the distribution of arthropod vectors of human disease. In the Midwest, we're primarily talking about ticks and mosquitoes as disease-causing agents, but in other parts of the world, a wide variety of other arthropods and other organisms in general uh, are sources of important human disease. But in the temperate regions of the world, in the Midwestern U.S., ticks and mosquitoes account for 99.9% of all vector-borne infectious disease. According to mapping data from the Centers for Disease Control, the deer tick, also known as the black-legged tick, is most commonly found in the far eastern portions of the United States. While the insect does appear in the northern and southernmost parts of Indiana, according to the CDC, current data indicates that the insect does not reside in large numbers towards the central part of the state. Based on the Project Vector Shield study, it appears as though the deer ticks are moving into the areas previously thought to be relatively free from the insect. We're kind of in this zone in between the northern and southern population, and the, the CDC maps make this very clear. And our results suggest that the zone is narrowing dramatically and indeed might not even exist anymore. According to Clay, the primary cause of the ticks' population boom is increased human and animal movement. I think the available evidence suggests that they're actually expanding their range. They're moving, they're colonizing new areas where they weren't found commonly before. How they're moving, I mean, ticks can get around on animals. Say you go camping in northern Indiana one weekend, bring your dog, and you or your dog uh, picks up some of these deer ticks and brings them back here, and they drop off and then potentially establish a little local population here. They are carried by birds. They can walk, but not that far, and... Uh, left to their own devices, they probably couldn't move more than, you know, five or ten meters per year. So it seems like they're getting around on other creatures. And furthermore, as we know in the Bloomington area, uh, there's been a great increase in deer populations. And uh, deer in most areas are the primary blood hosts for deer ticks. That's why they call them deer ticks. So if you have more deer, you have more resources for these ticks and, you know, potentially more cases of Lyme disease on humans. Humans are not the primary host of deer ticks, but they're pretty non-discriminatory if some warm-blooded creature happens by 
they'll jump on and try to get a blood meal. The research project collected ticks from 20 different locations throughout the state this past April. A majority of sites were state parks and forest areas. Samples were also taken from urban areas. The research team compared the ticks found in the forest to those found in populated areas to determine how increased human activity impacted population and species movement. The sampling is quite simple. We just drag a white cloth, like a heavy corduroy cloth, one meter square across vegetation, and the ticks grab onto it if it's passing over them, you know, on the vegetation, thinking that it's an animal. And uh, then we just pick them off with tweezers from the cloth into little vials of alcohol, and then we can bring them back to the labs at Indiana University to identify them and prepare them for molecular and microbiological sampling to identify pathogens they might carry. Clay says that central and southern Indiana residents are just going to have to learn with the increased amount of ticks in the area. The only other approach to exterminating the species would be rather extreme. I don't think realistically there's a whole lot that people can do. The Northeast, like in Connecticut, there's a lot of recommendations to homeowners. For example, keep woody vegetation trimmed back and well removed from your house mulch or wood chips in beds around plants seem to be a good hiding place for ticks. And there's recommendations also to minimize that. Not having pets, never going outside, eliminating all wildlife in the areas might be ways that one could reduce the tick populations, but they're ways that most people would not be very comfortable with. So I think they're here to stay, and we just have to learn to live with them. Currently, the research team doesn't know how the spread of the tick, which is a non-native species, will affect the local ecology. In a way, um, they do fit the definition of invasive species, but the question of whether they're having impacts on wildlife or on vegetation is a good question that we can't really answer at present. Certainly, many wild animals harbor the pathogen that causes Lyme disease, but it's often the case that the animals are not affected by the pathogen. Clay adds that while it is important to be aware of the potential for being infected by a tick bite, it shouldn't prevent people from going outside. He says that those most likely to be affected are people who spend several hours at a time outdoors. Most ticks do not carry pathogens. The risk are relatively small compared to many other things like driving up to Indy on I-69. So I would not want people to be too worried. But people who are out in nature a lot, you know, hunters, fishermen, campers, hikers, they're the people that are going to be exposed to the highest degree, and they should take the highest precautions. Lyme disease is a condition that affects millions of people each year. The illness is caused by a bacteria known as Borrelia burgdorferi, which is contracted and carried by ticks. Those ticks then spread the disease to whatever host they latch onto. If other ticks then bite that host in the future, they will also contract the Borrelia bacteria. The precise level of treatability of Lyme disease is a controversial issue. 
Many argue that the disease itself is untreatable and that even if allegedly cured, symptoms can flare up again or persist even after several doses of antibiotics. According to the Global Lyme Alliance, or GLA, antibiotics can actually worsen Lyme disease by giving any surviving bacteria an immunity to whatever medication was prescribed. The GLA also says that, if diagnosed within a few weeks, Lyme disease can at least be temporarily treated. After three to four weeks without proper medical attention, the disease becomes far more difficult to handle and can cause joint pain and neurological issues. For WFHB, I'm Jonah Chester.